Sally Lucas is fresh back from a trip up north. So today we're going to indulge ourselves with a, a bit of warmth from far north Queensland and Port Douglas. On your station to NURFM, we are talking travel. And while we have 21, 23 degrees around at the moment, Sally Lucas, I see on the net mm-hmm. uh, the Port Douglas has 28 degrees. Yes, well, it, it was lovely and warm. I must admit it was probably mainly around 26, 27 because we did experience cloud and a reasonable amount of rain, um, which, you know, no climate change, of course, but there they are still having the wetter month later than normal. But look, it really didn't stop us from doing very much at all. There is still plenty to see and do in Port Douglas. Um, and it is so lush at the moment. You know, even our friends from Darwin, who'd been many years since they'd been there, and I think our son James was 12, they all just couldn't get over the lushness and um, even when James went back to Perth he said mum I'm missing the green already (laughs) so um, it it was very lush and of course the waterfalls were absolutely just bucketing pelting so from that point of view it was it was good Um, we did have a couple of windy days um, which meant that you know you couldn't go and do an out reef trip but we luckily we picked a day where there was no wind which was fine we'd booked that before we left home and wasn't that lucky that, that we was. happened to pick a day so you could still do all those things so the only thing we couldn't do was because the Mossman River was so high they're going to do the lilos down the the Mossman River where you can snorkel and so on but of course it was too dangerous to do that because there was just so much water but Having said that, we still had lovely meals. We, you know, everything was fine. But just to let anyone know, our listeners out there, I know a lot of people are talking about going to FNQ and Port Douglas soon. FNQ, of course. Far north Queensland. And um, you do need to book a long way ahead. Uh, seriously, and I'm being quite serious here. for accommodation? For everything. Mm-hmm. So um, activities? The activity's not too bad, but the accommodation is very difficult. I had some friends of mine trying to get in for June and they couldn't get in until August. Uh, it was just nothing available. Mm-hmm. Um, and also getting into restaurants is difficult uh-huh. because no backpackers, no staff. Uh, just about every restaurant had a sign-up wanting staff. So anyone out there who needs a job, head to Port Douglas. Don't know what the accommodation situation is like, but I tell you what, there are jobs to be had, baristas, chefs, wait staff, people working on reef tours. You know, there's a shortage of jobs of people for jobs should I say up there so yes head up there if you're thinking of um, having a bit of a break and doing something different but enjoying 28 degrees yeah gorgeous little town but we really do need to book I mean we were there off season and it was still well it was busy I suppose the last weekend because they still had the Anzac holiday which we don't have so of course a lot of people from Brisbane and so on were coming up and visiting so there is a lot to do in and around Port Douglas you can do all sorts of day trips Mossman Gorge is just beautiful uh, we couldn't do the complete longer walk there again because the track was degraded by you know so much rain but it was just stunning still again and seeing all the water tumbling over those boulders it's just clear as crystal the water is it's just beautiful and where the rainforest meets the sea is how it's always been described up there and a couple of our friends who hadn't been before just kept looking almost to say wow this is just even in the rain it was misty and ethereal and it was still beautiful oh sometimes i think that's the best way to see rainforest yeah well that's what that's i said you're in a rainforest like that and and they were stunning like and some of the creepers and the vines you know growing up the trees and the the figs and oh look it was it was just beautiful and there's a cruise called uh, the lady douglas it's a cute little like a little replica paddle steamer you can do this up the dixon inlet which is a lovely thing to do and it's only an hour and a half it runs about four times a day you get all the history of port douglas 
you get lovely little snack box and a drink and everything for $40. I mean, heaven's sake, it was reasonable. But yeah, so um, that's a very reasonable trip to do. But there's lots of other reasonable trips to do up there as well. Obviously, your outer reef trips are going to cost more because it's a good hour and a half to get you out there. And they do provide you with your snorkeling gear, your wetsuits. They provide you with morning, afternoon tea and lunch. And um, you can go on ones with smaller ones now if you don't like going on those large vessels. They only take about 30-something, which is what our group did. And they have a marine biologist on board as well. So you're getting lots of good information and they're licensed to take you to all the different bommies, reefs and waterholes. So you don't have that large crowd. And that's a much nicer way of doing the outer reef or even the low isles if you want to go out there for a day. So look, there's a lot to do in and around there, but there's lots to do a little bit further afield as well. Sally Lucas, we are talking travel. We're in a, one of the warmer parts of Australia at the moment, far north Queensland. Yes. We're about to go even further north even than Port further. Douglas. I should mention too that um, where we were just talking a minute ago about Mossman Gorge, it's only about 16 k's from Port Douglas, so it's not far. And on the way in, if you haven't done it or haven't been there yet, they've got this incredible uh, wildlife sort of sanctuary where you can see all sorts of animals, but you can do the breakfast with the birds, which is quite interesting to do if you haven't done that. So that's something you can think about as well. Um, now, other than Mossman, you can then go north to Cape Tribulation, which is, I think, something you should do. And it's only about 84 k's in total from you know, one way from um, Port Douglas. So it's a nice, good full day and there's lots of places to stop along the way, So which is really quite fantastic. I mean, you've got the Daintree village itself, which is a quaint little town right on the Daintree River. And, of course, up there you can do the uh, crocodile cruises, which a couple of com- different companies run that. Better to go when it's low tide, otherwise the crocs are going to be under the water because there's no banks for them to access. So always consider that when you're doing a cruise, a river cruise if you want to see and the mud skippers skipping along they're quite fun to watch as well uh, so yes just consider that if you're really wanting to spot the wildlife because when it's the tides higher they're just going to be underneath we all want to spot a crocodile don't you do. we never it's smile at a crocodile sh- <laughs> shiver in the boots and, just and you see think how, how they're they are. yeah and you think they're still the one of the only creatures that have been around since dinosaurs 65 million years. Isn't it amazing to Stunning. think they've survived all that? Yeah. And also, we're now we're talking about the Daintree because we're heading into the lower Daintree going up this way in Cape Tribulation. Dain- the Daintree is 180 million years old. It's the oldest existing rainforest in the world and the, and the, most, well, the oldest form of cycad palm. The Amazon, to give you an example, is only around 10 million years old. Wow. So we have got some, this is why it's so stunning, why it's so lush, why it's so beautiful. And you see very tall trees, you know, just wonderful. And there's lots of boardwalks. You can see all these little stops along the way where you can go and do boardwalks and get up to Cape Trib where they always say that is basically where the rainforest meets the sea, which it does. Mm. And of course, if you're lucky enough, you may see a cassowary. Oh, in yes. the wild. Um, of course, they're becoming rare now as well. Of, of mm. course, they're, they're down to sort of limited numbers. But if you will see them if you go to a wildlife park because they're quite a unique bird with the, the red and blue colours on the head. You know, they're quite a remarkable bird. Um, but please, you know, shout yourself a trip up to Cape Tribulation and, and just make lots of stops along the way. It's really quite beautiful. And the other thing you can do, particularly after they've had rain again, is the rivers and waterfalls. So if you're heading south now and you go down to the Atherton Tablelands, and don't forget, you've got Coranda as well. We can go one way by the um, cable Sky car, Rail, yeah. uh, Sky Rail, and one way by the little chut chut. Yep. And you cross Barren Falls. Well, we didn't do this this time, but I just looked at a photo while I was up there. Someone had posted on Facebook, and it was almost like 
the deep throat of the Iguazu Falls. I mean, it was absolutely plummeting down those falls. Quite spectacular. And once you get to Karand, of course, you've got that beautiful butterfly uh, um, enclosed area you can go into where you're just wandering around with the Ulysses and all these other wonderful butterflies just all flying around you. It's just gorgeous. And anyway, heading down, we're doing the waterfall circuit. So other than the Barren Falls, as I said, you've got Davies Creek Falls, which is between Mareeba and Karanda. That's about 100 k south of Port Douglas. You've got another lot, a water, another waterhole, sorry, called Shannon Vale, and it's only about 15 minutes from Port Douglas and just south of Mossman, which is great because you can go swimming there, you know, so long as, again, your levels aren't too high, as we mentioned. Um, and then when you head down, though, through all these areas, you've got um, the, um, what was I going to say, the, um, can't think of the name of it now, Lake Barine and Lake Eacham, which are beautiful lakes. And you've got the Miller Miller Falls, which are right at the bottom of this waterfall circuit. And they say they're called Miller Miller because they were so beautiful they had to name it twice. <laughs> so I think that's quite gorgeous. Um, you've got lots of different bird life that is not anywhere else in the world, all in this Atherton Tablelands Waterfall Way area. So you'll see some incredible bird life. You've got platypuses, you've got uh, the little tree kangaroos, you've got all sorts of creatures so it's even good to do a nocturnal tour as well. Then you've got the famous Curtain Fig which is just south of Yungabara which is near Lake Barine and the aerial roots that drop 15 metres to the forest floor that makes it look like a curtain which is why they've named it like that. But the tree itself is um, about a 39 metre circumference around it and it's about 50 metres tall and it's about 500 years old. So there's some wonderful things you can do in and around and of course if you're staying in Cairns too you'd be coming you know, across to the and you'd be coming north to do that. So you can either do it from either area. Having said that about staying in Cairns as opposed to Port Douglas, the benefit of Port Douglas, I guess, is you're closer to the Daintree, so you're not adding on that extra over an hour's travelling time each time you do a tour each direction. And also to go to the Outer Reef, they all start from Port Douglas. So if you're starting from Cairns, again, you're adding on, so it makes it sometimes quite a long day. It just depends on where you know, your preferences are. And, of course, Port Douglas is more of a village, a bit bar and beige if you like to put it that way it's a small more village style atmosphere nearly everything's in one main street you know and then you've got the wonderful four mile beach at one end and then the Dixon Inlet where you go out the other end out, out as well so look there is heaps to do up there if you're planning an excursion but please book ahead and please book as much as you can so you don't miss out and please enjoy and please enjoy that goes without saying Jane talking travel and Sally Lucas, time to look at what's available in the hot deals department at the moment in the current travel marketplace. Okay, Jane. Firstly, I'll just do a quick mention that um, Virgin has just advised the travelling public that they're extending their flexible flying policy for travel up to the end of January next year, so long as you book by the 30th of April this year. Um, unlimited changes are permitted with no change fee and cancel to credit with no cancellation fee. So just keep that in mind. If you're wanting to book something, you'd need to do it by the end of the month. Now, this is for the girls. <laughs> something for the girls. And I Excellent think they're all probably stuff. saying, I'm sick of COVID lockdown with my partner and husband. I need to get away with the girls. I need a break. So this is in Queenstown. An escape. Gather, gather your flock and let's fly, they're saying. Now, the bubble's here. They're wanting to give women a Queenstown escape in October 2021. So it sounds wonderful. They're calling it Eight Restorative Days. And you do wonderful things like vineyards, lunches, you know, just just girl stuff. And just picnic on a peak. I mean, you do Milford Sound. You've got pampering days. 
just fantastic. So, yes, ladies, if you're thinking of a nice little break away with some girlfriends, why not consider doing this in October this year? And that, I thought, yep, I'd be on that, (laughs) except unfortunately I've got something else booked for October. But never mind. So, anyway, that's through the Classic Safari Co. And they're also doing some other wonderful things in New Zealand that are really off the beaten track. So if you're wanting to immerse yourself in something really different, uh, like a Maori ceremony that even the Maori people themselves have to be invited to go to on a special mountain Mm. and so on. So like lots of really different things that they are doing, which I think is great. It's giving people a lot of options. There's some very creative people in the travel industry at the moment. There are. I mean, they've got to think outside the square with the way mm. things have been, Jane. And it is, it's a remarkable how many different things are popping up, which is great. Now, if you're heading to Broome at the moment, this is just a little half-day tour, but it's the first time they've run one. And it's a five-and-a-half-hour deluxe sunset experience that you're doing. And they're calling it Sunset Seafood and Pearling Cruise. So what you're doing is you learn about the wild pearlists from the sea and the rare pearl meat is served as part of a seven course banquet mm. as well as other Kimberley produce such as lovely red emperor barra mundi the kakadu plum you get complimentary premium sparking and still margaret river wines um, beers soft drinks etc etc so it's yeah, it's a brand new package that has just been introduced they give you return coach transport from your broom accommodation and, of course, free-flowing beverages and wonderful food and chance to spot some whales or dolphins if it's in season or turtles or whatever. So if you're going to Broome, give it a thought. That would be something wonderful to do. Um, also going back to New Zealand, Evergreen have got a whole range of tours to, both in Australia and New Zealand. As I've mentioned before, Jane, I think it's so interesting, like I've mentioned Evergreen Classic Safari, they're companies that have only operated internationally, you know, in the, mainly the Northern Hemisphere or Africa before. So they're all coming down and running programs in Australia and New Zealand now. So this is why we're getting, I guess, a wider spectrum of the availability of programs that you can do. So I think it's quite excellent. And they've got a lot of lovely tours available at the moment with some discounts on them as well, so keep that in mind. And APT, they're doing a Live the Dream tour, Australian Icons by Private Jet. Mm-hmm. And there's a few they're doing, but there's one, um, for example, they do the Top End to Southern Ocean by Private Jet. And that's on the 3rd of June. So you're going between Melbourne and Darwin. So you've got to get yourself, you know, with airfares to these particular points. But you're doing things like Experience Uluru and the Field of Light. Of course, you're doing, you're touching down in the Margaret River. You're doing Alice Springs. You're doing, uh, just, just, it just looks wonderful. And that's going on the 3rd of June. And they've got savings on that moment um, of up to $1,500 per couple if someone wants to undertake it. But they've got a range of private jet tours for those who don't have the time and they're all around about just a week doing various regions of Australia so there you go again everyone's thinking outside the square and offering us something a little different. Thank you Sally Lucas. Thank you Jane. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com <laughs>